Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith. And I'm Douglas Gale. And I will be bringing you Space News, Star Trek, Duck Space Nine, Firefly, Black Mirror, and probably superhero stuff. Dystopian fiction! Who's excited? I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! What's up, Space Nerds? Welcome to the show. I'm here it's at long so last long. with our dystopian fiction nerd, Miss Alexandria J. Henderson. Hey, y'all. I... <laughs> Sorry for my lack. I have taken. I had to take a huge break. Got a little. Got a little mentally bogged down for a maniac there. Yeah. So I've been worried to, about just, you. I just needed to like. It. It got bad. It got bad for a second, and it got to the point where it was like, I had like four loads of laundry that just kept like piling on top of each other, <laughs> and I was just like, Yeah, one day I'll fold this. Yeah. And I didn't, and then. Uh, like last week I was like I think I'm ready to fold that laundry and as I was folding it I was like oh I think I was going through something last week and I didn't even know it so yeah um, I'm happy to be back in the land of the living and and my and my clothes are folded so nice. that's lovely well you got so much done in Animal Crossing during that time like, I sure did you okay Alexandria has started a new Instagram for her Animal Crossing <laughs> Island and I just saw what she posted today which is her flower bed tell us about your flower bed Oh, you didn't even get to see it before I posted it. I'm sorry. I wanted you to come over. Oh, I've seen it. And see it. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Who it. Who hasn't seen it? Uh, you know, I don't think Andy has seen it. Yeah. I don't think Well, Andy she hasn't played. Whitney. Andy got okay. a Switch Lite and played a ton and then put it down yep. and hasn't picked it up again. And I actually, I put it down too. I like, I hit a saturation point at like 200 hours. And now yeah. I'm playing, playing the fuck out of Dead Cells. It's and amazing. I, I looked over at where my switch is and I was like, I wonder where I am now in my hours. <laughs> I'm you gotta be hitting like a thousand at this point. There has not been a day that I haven't played this game since I purchased it on March twenty fourth. Yeah. There has not been a day. Well, tell us about your flower bed. Um, so I made a rainbow garden <laughs> and I wanted to do it for so long. Like once I realized like you could that there was one of every color in the rainbow. Yeah. Um and the addition of pink, because a lot of people are up in arms about whether or not pink is actually a color or it's just something that our eyes see blah 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 it's really silly because <laughs> uh, i had to, i had to like poll on facebook where does pink go in the rainbow right and people were just like it doesn't and then some really? people were like i think it goes yes and some people were like i think it goes before red and three mm. people in a row said put it before red and so i was like i don't i don't care that it's not actually a color um i I'm going to put it before red. Do you mean like not a color in the rainbow or not a color period? Yeah, not a color period. Apparently it's like a, like a prism or it's like a, uh, a mixture of a few different colors that make our eyes see pink, but it's not actually like a color. Isn't that what all colors are? That's what I thought. Like, it's stupid to say that even that's to say like, it's something your eyes see, but it doesn't exist. That's all colors. Like color is just our brain interpreting light bouncing off of objects. Yes. Which I can see pink. My fingernails are pink right now. Like yeah. I can see it. And so I agree that that's pink. Exist. So doesn't that mean the Thank pink you. exists? Thank you. You agree <laughs> that that's pink? I agree. Thank you. 100%. Um, so basically, um, <laughs> here's where Alexandria has been a nerd for a very long time. Yeah. Um, you, anybody, I don't know. I've never even talked about how like there's a journey on Animal Crossing to getting a blue rose. Oh my and God. And it's highly calculated, super involved. Yeah. And I loved every step of the this plus this equals this. 
this plus this sometimes equals this, but sometimes equals this, and you want the one that equals this. And like I've I've always just been a huge fan of that. Yeah. And so the next thing was trying to make my rainbow garden, and I was like, how do I use one of every flower that's represented? Um, and so there are eight types of flowers, and then there are seven colors of the rainbow because I'm counting. Uh, I'm counting red, orange, yellow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, pink, and then I counted black. So I had mm -hmm. eight flowers and then eight different colors. Yeah. Um, and then you have like the specifics, like mums are the only ones who make green. So you know, like in your green spectrum, you're only going to have mums. Yeah. Um, but then you know, and then I left white out because I made like a wedding a wedding part of my <laughs> island and all that is like yeah. white flowers well you made this but giant anyway, like square yep. it's yep. beautiful it's a 16 by 16 yeah and it has all almost every flower represented some of the pinks got like i, I had to pick and choose so some yeah. of the pinks didn't get in but um and, and it's it should be 256 flowers but because i added a staircase it took two of my flowers away uh -oh. so then i had to take two away from the other side to make it even yeah. so i have 252 flowers in my it's beautiful rainbow garden it's really impressive and i the first time i saw it i was like oh damn i'm i'm not playing this game this way <laughs> like my game is like i've got like a tall mountain that i built with like a lunar lander and the moon on top of it and which is awesome oh, i built a um a, like a a snapping turtle island yes you did where, the like, king of the mountain yes there's like, this little tiny mountain that snapping turtles have taken over and there's like a ton of them up there I'm, i i love that oh my my crowning jewel is my my deep space nine themed arcade it's called quarks arcade it's, it's the crowning jewel of my whole island it's the main floor of my it house is, and it's the first room in your yeah. house and like it's everything and that's been your animal crossing minute that, yeah right um, okay we have so, so yeah. much to talk about so much, on this podcast so today we're thrilled that alexandria is back so yeah. glad that you're feeling up to this today it makes me so happy um oh, we're gonna you. talk about we're at least gonna try we're gonna try to talk about three episodes of black mirror today because yes we are there's two of them that were so dark and depressing that that both of yes. us were feeling like oh shit can we get through this but then the yeah. third one was like, oh my God, that's the best episode ever. So we're just going to do all of it today. So we're talking about Playtest, Shut Up and Dance. Yep. And, yep. Uh, okay, how do they say this? San Junipero? Because I think, I, say, I, think, I think most English speakers say San Junipero. Okay, because I grew up in Southern California and like around the missions. So I, I grew up knowing about um, Unipero, Father Junipero Serra. So yeah. I see that as San Junipero. But that's Got not it. what people were saying in the episode. So I'm trying yeah, to like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm having some, some pretty serious cognitive dissonance over this. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck great. this up all throughout the episode. So you we got a lot of black it. mirror to talk about. Plus yes, we, we have the space news. We are catching up on an old story from the space news. There's been a new development. I haven't even told Alexandra yet. So we're going to get your reaction. Here um, we go. And then we have to talk about Comet Neowise because I had an adventure last night with Comet Neowise that was one of the coolest experiences that I've had uh, as far as my love of space is concerned. And I am very excited to share it. Um, and I, I, have you seen the comet yet, Alexandria? The picture? Uh, the yes. comet itself. Have you seen the comet? No, I didn't. I you didn't okay. make it outside. No. Okay. Well then I and have I a story dead, right? and she does it because <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, it's still there. It's still there for sure. It's um, just hanging out. Yeah. It's going to be there for most of July. Like right now we're recording this on the 16th and this is like, prime time viewing um it's going to like get dimmer and dimmer through the rest of the month but it will definitely be visible for the rest of the month and you have to see it it is incredible it's honestly okay. so cool and we'll talk about that before we do i have a couple quick announcements first of all last week 
I said that we had been hovering at 19 five-star ratings on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and I really wanted to hit that 20 mark. And someone went out there and did it. Someone went out there and rated us another five-star review. So we now have 20 five-star reviews or ratings on on Apple Podcasts. And I really appreciate you, whoever you were. Um, And we'd love to see more ratings and reviews. I mean, that's a great place to leave us feedback about how you feel about the show. Um, If you love it, if you want anything, you know, well... Yeah, if you want anything to change, I guess, why not? <laughs> Give us a one-star review. Um, but I, it always means a lot to me to have any interaction or feedback with anyone listening to the show. So I really appreciate that. Whoever you are, thank you very much. Um, awesome. I also have to say that I have been content creating so much. Like I've made so much shit. I, I am really ramped it up into high gear. And today I released episode three of Mercury Rising, my sci-fi take on the space news that's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sci-Fi. I'm really excited about this third episode. It focuses on the UFO footage that was recently um, confirmed to be legitimate as taken by the United States Navy. Um, so I basically, the episode is about, you know, d- discovering what the footage was actually of and i don't want to spoil it because it's funny but it's related related to star trek and i highly recommend you guys check it out i've gotten a lot of really great feedback for it so far and it's really made my day so i'm really excited about that and i've made a new gaming channel jesse mercury gaming on youtube um because i'm going to separate my gaming from my sci-fi stuff on my youtube pages so i will now have a fully focused on science fiction youtube and then a fully focused on gaming youtube channel just to make things easier Because every time I do one or the other, someone unsubscribes. So I'm like, you know what? Let's split these up. And now it's like I put new things out and new people subscribe. And that feels really nice. Instead of like putting up a different type of content, people unsubscribe. That feels not so nice. So that's what I've been up to. It's been, it's been very exciting on this end. How do you feel about it? (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And I know Alexander, you had a lot of fun playing Breath of the Wild. The first thing I put up on my gaming channel is revisiting the first time I ever played Breath of the Wild and editing it down to like a 10-minute video. And I, I was so bad. It's crazy. I was so bad at that game my first time out. It's hilarious. Well, I will have to go check it out. Yeah. Um, I know that as soon as I started seeing those monsters come out in the middle of the night, I was like, well, this game is not for me. Well, but I got used to it. You played like 200 hours of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> sure did. I'm a master. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, video games, man. I'm playing a lot. It's been good. Like, finding the balance is tough because in quarantine, video games is one of the best things to do, in my opinion. That's very true. And it's, especially, I just, it's just a lovely time. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's just, a, it's just like you're guaranteed like a good time unless you're... Oh, video gaming. You don't you know. mean like yeah. life because that's not true. <laughs> no video gaming yeah, for sure absolutely okay let's talk about Comet Neowise for a second because last night I saw it for the first time and I've been trying to see it for a couple nights in a row um, two nights ago we went out on the street and just looked up to see if we could see it and we couldn't because there was too many tall trees like we weren't high enough so then last night I thought well, okay what if we drive up to the top of Queen Anne Hill and then look out facing north northwest and see if we can see the comet so andy and i jumped in the car we drove up to queen anne hill and we drove around for like like half an hour at least and couldn't find a single vantage point where we could see the comet from because there's so many trees up there it's like what's the good of being on a hill if you can't see out and we couldn't see out at all um toward in the direction that we needed to see um but then we heard from andy's parents that they were looking at it in their backyard 
So we drove to their house, hopped in their backyard, and as soon as we got out of the car, I mean, even before we got out of the car, we could see the comet. And it was stunning. And we could see that there was like people out on the street just standing there looking up at the sky. I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. There must be a comet visible. And I hopped out of the car, I looked up in the sky, and there it was. And it's really, it's really sensational to like look in space and see an object flying by, a beautiful object that isn't normally there. It's just like really fucking stunning. And I was so excited. Um, And I actually brought my camera with me. I've never tried to take photos of space before, but spent like an hour and a half um, pointing the camera, taking like 15 second long exposures. I had a 105 millimeter lens that I was using. I found 15 seconds to be about right for the exposure length and took a bunch of pictures of the comet. I posted three of them on Instagram today, as well as a picture of the Big Dipper that I took. And unfortunately, the Big Dipper picture is the sharpest one that I got, like the most in focus. But I want to keep trying because I, I mean, I, I took that first shot and it's like a 15 second exposure. And then it takes 15 seconds for my camera to process that. And then it popped up and I couldn't see if I had aimed in the right place because it was so dark. So I just kind of aimed my camera at what I hoped was right on the tripod, pushed the button, stepped away for 30 seconds and then this picture popped up and it was a fucking comet on a camera with a picture that i had taken and i jumped up and down i was so excited like this is a lifelong dream for me to capture something um in space myself you know to take a picture myself of something happening and i i it was just so absolutely thrilling and i the pictures are like slightly blurry and a little grainy and i don't give a shit because i took them i saw that comet and i just stared at it for hours and it was so cool because like, I feel like, you know, I love Star Trek so much that I have to podcast about it, but I love this comet so much that I had to take photos of it. Like I have to involve my creativity in it somehow um, to like commemorate the moment and make something lasting. And it just felt so incredible. I have to go look at it now that you, that you've given the story. Cause I saw it in passing, but I didn't like go and look at it. And now that you've said that, I'm like, I want to see what he's talking about. Oh, look at it. <laughs> Oh, man. And yeah, I, I took it with uh, in raw format, and I was shocked when I got it up on my computer in Photoshop, like turning up the exposure. Like if I turn it up higher and higher, there's just infinite stars. And my camera captured so many stars that you can't see in the photo, but you can see if you like make it blow it out a little bit. Just thinking about how every point of light that we can see in the sky, there are infinite more that we can't see. And if you if you have a camera that like opens its eye long enough, opens its aperture long enough and lets that light in, then there's all these stars that can suddenly appear to you. It's really thrilling. And now I want to get into space photography is the end of that story. (laughs) Oh, it's super beautiful. Um, I wonder what I'm going to see when I, when you look up at it, does it look like what the picture looks like, the tail and everything? Absolutely. Or does it just kind of look like a little baby streak? What does it look like? It looks like the picture. It's like far, very far away. And, um, you got to get away from light pollution and it's not as bright as the picture. Cause I brightened it up a little bit, but it's, it's there. It's beautiful. It's this gorgeous streak across the sky with this like brilliant dot at the, at the tip of it. It's wonderful. I love it so much. Oh, your little baby Neo wise. <laughs> I downloaded this app called, uh, oh, I think it's called star walk. Let me double check. Um, there's a free version of it. Yeah. Star walk, star walk two. So I got the free version and you can like, hold it up to the sky and move it around and it shows you what stars you're looking at, what constellations are there based off the GPS in your phone. Uh, and like the, 
whatever it is that like can tell when your phone is tipping to the side or not. What's that called? Like the geo geometer. That's not the word. Yeah. Um, the synchro geo got gyroscope. There it is. <laughs> um, I wasn't good. I had yeah. I was no help. I didn't yeah. have it for you. But unfortunately, the comet doesn't show up on the app unless you pay. But I did pay one dollar. There's like a a ninety nine cent package that shows comets, so I got that, and then I could see on the app where the comet was, which helped me find it in the sky. Highly recommended it because I would not have. It, it's very hard to find without that. Um, it, I mean, if you have like a a compass and you know where north northwest is, and then look up, you'll see it. It's not that high above the horizon, but. If it's clear tonight, we're going to go back. I mean, we're going to keep going back on every clear night and try to get more photos. I want to try to get something a little earlier before the sun has gone down, if that's possible, with like a long exposure. Um, I'm just, I'm so into it. And we got time still. There's more time the rest of November. It should be November, July. It should be visible. So get out there, space nerds, and look up because it's happening right now. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. All right, you ready for some space news? Space news! All right, Alexandria, do you remember the moon jelly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had found, like, some kind of moon jelly, and it was like, oh, this might be jelly. This might be, like, a puddle. Yes. So I have an update on the moon jelly for you. It was a person? It was. (laughs) It's Beyonce. We knew that she was from another world okay right. she was gifted it's, to us by the stars it's beyonce's she poop was gifted to us by the moon yeah. not even her poop her poop would would could not ever her poop couldn't even try i'm just feeling like she's so fabulous that she poops on the moon that makes sense and it glistens okay it so glistens. here we go this is from sciencealert.com was it, it was just like a random reflection <laughs> okay this is from sciencealert.com glistening gel-like substance on far side of the moon finally identified a peculiar gel-like substance the Chinese Yotu 2 rover discovered in a small impact crater on the far side of the moon last year has now been identified. According to analysis of the images and comparison with Apollo samples here on Earth, it's exactly what you'd expect to find on the moon. Rock. <laughs> I wish that the listeners could see the faces you're making because they're very funny. Nothing to say, just faces? <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I mean... Okay. I guess it's more like a, all right, I knew it. I knew it. Y'all are fake. You're fake. Yeah. But I mean, that might be a really pretty rock, like a pearlized rock or just like a reflection on a rock. Sure. Well, it's actually a really cool rock. So basically what they've determined by analyzing the way that light is reflecting off of it is that it is some sort of impact glass from like an impact, uh, uh, like a meteorite or something impacted on the moon and heated up the surrounding dirt, which they call regolith, um, which is like the dirt on the moon, and then created this like impact glass that they call breccia um, that is now just sitting up on the moon. So some sort of like super hot dirt plus meteor created this sort of a glassy, shiny substance. But it doesn't look like it's wet. It doesn't look like it's jello or like gel like in any way um which is interesting because that's how it was originally reported which i think the real space news here is like when things are published the words with which we use to describe things in a scientific fashion matter and to say that yeah, something is jelly jelly um jelly implies wet right it implies water which implies hydrogen and oxygen right Right. And if you look at a picture and something looks like, oh, that looks like kind of shiny. 
and it's like on the moon must be jello you know why not it must be like some port of impact impact glass which was something else that they had thought of back when we first covered this story this was one of the theories but they're now saying that by comparing this to um like similar breccia that we've seen that's been like picked up on the moon and brought back to earth or i i think actually something that like was an impact crater here on earth where we looked at uh similar impact glass here on earth they've been able to figure out that it is similar enough from looking at how the light reflects off of it to determine that it's probably the same thing. Of course, this is not a sure thing. It still could be, you know, Beyonce's poop and we just don't know yet. I feel weird saying that. Let's move away from that. Um, well, I don't think it'd be like Beyonce's poop. I just think like she'd be like, it'd be like the celestial makeup of Beyonce. Okay. Moon jelly is her very essence and we got her from outer space and that's why we don't deserve her and that's why people don't appreciate her. Yeah, we well, we don't deserve much of anything these days. <laughs> well, there's that. But also, like, I would I would have bought that it was, like, a pearlized... Like, I would have bought that it was, like, a really nice rock. A really pretty, like, pearlized rock. And you think it's jelly because it's iridescent. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, pearls and oysters and stuff are very much hard and very much, yeah. like, not water. Yeah. There is a little bit of an interesting thing here, though, is that the the breccia is probably not from the impact crater that it is sitting in. So let me read this part of this article. Um, so the researchers conclude that the substance was likely created during a meteorite impact. When the meteorite struck, it melted some of the regolith, which mixed with unmelted regolith to form a breccia. So melted regolith, which is like the moon dirt plus unmelted regolith equals breccia. So, it, and I, I don't know if, if they're saying that there might have been like meteorite, shards in there as well maybe i'm not sure um but this did not necessarily take place in the crater in which the material was found that's because the regolith is probably a mixture of material from two different craters so it's possible the material was formed in a different crater and ejected landing where ultimately yotu 2 found it additionally we have the size of the crater about two meters 6.7 feet across the estimated diameter of an impactor that would create a crater a crater that size is only two centimeters or 0.8 inches, which is way too small to create an impact melt 52 by 16 centimeters. So basically what they're saying is that the crater that they found this thing in is too small for a meteorite to have impacted there um, with enough force and heat to create this breccia. So it must have impacted somewhere else and then bounced over here. Which is really cool still, you know, like the fact that we can tell from having a little rover on the moon, um, or at least like tell to the best degree that we can, what's happening on a, on a completely different celestial body is really interesting. And I still think that this is all super cool, even if it's not jelly. I think the same. <laughs> and that's the space news. Space news! Well, Alexander, are you ready to jump into our Black Mirror trilogy? Because we got three episodes to chat about today. Oh, yes. Let's do this thing. So, our plan is to go through the first two episodes in less detail, which is Playtest and Shut Up and Dance, because they are rough. They are hard to watch, hard to talk about, and we're living in a rough time right now. We don't need more roughness. But we do want to talk about it because there's some, I mean, they're really good episodes, I think. I know Alexandra maybe thinks differently. We're going to kind of review these and talk about just the overall themes, but not go through it in detail. And then we're going to get real detailed on um, San, I can't, I want to say San Junipero, but what do they say? San Junipero. San Junipero. Yeah. Growing up in, in San Diego, this hurts my brain. I already said that. Well, you'll be fine. I'm so, kidding. I might. I, I might have a massive, you know, I might Stop have, it. you know, I, my brain's just going to ex explode. 
Don't do it. But we'll see. Uh, Okay, so playtest. Playtest. This is from Wikipedia. Playtest is the second episode in the third series of the British science fiction anthology series Black Mirror. So this is written by Charlie Brooker, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, premiered on uh, October 21st, 2016. And the very brief synopsis here is the episode tells the story of Cooper, an American stuck in London during his travels around the world who accepts a one-time job offer from a video game company, Saito Gemu, to be able to afford his return to America. Man, so basically he goes into this like crazy VR world where things look real to him and then he's living out this horror reality and then it's like, oh, this testing is going too far. It's hurting his brain. He's going to be hurt. And then we pull back a layer from that and realize that none of this actually happened. He was only plugged in for like a second. That's spoiling the entire episode right there. Um, And there's a lot of interesting stuff happening this episode. I... uh, Again, with this episode, I feel like they went just one step too far for my personal taste, where I was fully on board with this episode up until the reveal at the very end that all of it happened in his mind in a second and that he had been like killed in one second by testing out this video game contraption because that just broke my suspension of disbelief for the entire episode and rendered the themes kind of um, murky to me again. Um, which I feel like I say a lot with Black Mirror. Whereas like a minute earlier in that episode, I was like, wow, this is like real amazing, um, like a extrapolation of like where the video game industry can head. And also a way of escaping grief because Cooper is dealing with, um, with his dad having Alzheimer's and not remembering him. Um, yeah, and I, we got to talk about that scene where he like sees his mom and she has Alzheimer's, but then it's not real. Anyway, Alexander, what do you think about this episode? So I watched it all of once, yeah. and I watched it through the window pane of my fingers. <laughs> um, so I there's a lot that I don't remember about it because I can't even rewatch it. I couldn't even rewatch it for this conversation. Yeah, mainly because they took a lot of his deepest fears and then like put them. And in the forefront. Um, and so even as simple as like that dumbass spider crawling on the wall yeah. that probably had his friend's face. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. Like I don't ever need to see that again in my life. <laughs> and like, um, and, and I don't understand what the point of the game was. So then what did he die for? Right. So he goes into this game. He, he just thinks he's going to get a couple hundred bucks. That'll help him get out of the country. And then it says, like, call your mom, like, call mom on the, the last thing that we see is like, call your mom. And she's like, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so, obviously, what's happening in the episode is terrible. But do you think the episode itself is terrible? Or is it just like something you don't want to watch again? Like, do you appreciate it on a, on a level of like a creative work? Or do you? Or no? What do you think? Maybe. I think the hard part about that is like when I appreciate something, I can watch it again. Hmm. Even at like even as terrible as like I watched Shut Up and Dance again, but I think it's like really, really hard material. Yeah. But I was able to watch it again. Um, but I can't watch play, I can't watch playtest again ever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a if there's an appreciation, but like I don't maybe could because I feel that same way about like theater in real life. I saw the musical Ragtime at the Fifth Avenue Theater, mm. and I will never need to see Ragtime again in my life. Oh, it was so good. Period. It was so it, like, good. And yeah, okay, so like, 
but I, I, but I hear you because it's like a good. hard. Oh, really? <clears throat> oh, I think Andy was good. I think uh, Douglas was good. I think Danielle was good. I think Lauren was good. And I think that everybody else had their moments. Like, I don't want to say that the, in the, Richard, the actors weren't good. Richard was awesome in that, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, what I think, I think about the, the, the storyline. Hmm. And as a black person watching it, like, literally going through police brutality and not ever having um not and and until today like literally july 16th 2020 where everybody now knows about the black lives matter movement but yeah. back then everyone was too busy to like look at it no one got to see it like yeah. black people did we were sharing a lot of stuff that happened to black people um before the, before 2020 before present day absolutely so i'm sitting in the audience watching this musical and going like oh i hate this uh. like i don't ever want to see this again in my life and like there were so many problematic things about the storyline and so many problematic things about the staging interesting and just terrible 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 things and so um and and i take nothing from the actors because i feel like they did their good work but I don't ever need to see Ragtime again in my life. Yeah, I'm curious. To, I'll, I'll have to pick your brain about this off mic yeah, off because mine, I, I thought it was, so. I mean, I was really amazed by it. I saw it twice. I thought it was really mm -hmm. powerful. Douglas Lyons was insanely good. Um, so good. Yeah. And a lot of the music was great. And of course, like my girlfriend's in it and that's fun for me. And she was and she, amazing. And she killed oh, it. Yeah, she Gregory was so Ward good. nominee. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the story of immigrants coming from all over the world to America and like being trampled by America, you know? Yeah. Like, back and like I see what you're, so you're watching, for lack of a better phrase, you're watching the Jewish storyline. Well, for sure. I mean, I'm watching all of it, you know, like I, yeah. but I, my, my family is a Jewish family that, you know, were immigrants in this country. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely identified with that storyline. Um, but, uh, for me, like the powerful part of that story was, um, Douglas's character. What's, what's the yeah. character's name? Oh, it's going to hurt my brain. <laughs> oh, I want to say Morehouse, but it's a house. Oh yeah. Something yeah. House. Yeah. Yeah. House. I'm not going to Google it. Cole House. Cole House. There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like that character yeah, story. We can, we we can we're getting, talk more. We're getting we deep into something that's not on the yeah, bucket, yeah. but anyway, we can, we can talk more. But about I hear what you're saying that like, and I, I I know what you're saying because like, um, like what's a good example? Um, like adaptation. The movie adaptation was a fantastic movie, and I was super enthralled by it. But I've never rewatched it, and don't necessarily feel like I have to. I probably will someday. But it was such an intense experience the first time, and I got it the first time. I'm sure there's more to get if you watch it again. But but sometimes like things are just intense, and you don't need to do them multiple times. Or mm -hmm. um, like sometimes you just get it the first time. And playtest is is one where I don't think I'm. I have no plans to rewatch it either. Um, but for me, it was more because of the way that it wrapped up. I actually was really into the story for most of it, and like the horror house aspect of it. I thought was really well done. And, you know, I don't watch that much horror, but this was like a really cool, well done example of horror of like, this is a chip that goes into your mind and like reads your thoughts and then extrapolates your fears and then makes them appear real to you where they're like hovering in front of you, but they can't actually touch you because they're not real. Like that's all so interesting. And, and I love that, but that's not even what was happening in the episode. What was happening is that the chip was actually just implanting experiences in his brain over the course of a second and a half. Um, right. And that 
I don't like as much. Like that to me is not as interesting of a story. Whereas like when he's, when you think that it's all real and he's just seeing everything and he's playing whack-a-mole and there's this like cartoon mole in front of him, it's really fucking cool. And as a gamer, like thinking about, um, video games being able to like be in augmented reality where you're not in virtual reality, but you're in real life, but it's augmented. I love that. I think that's so cool. And then like, it's really compelling to think about allowing something into your mind to process your fears and make them real. Um, and then it, it felt like the episode was kind of wrapping up with him dealing with his trauma with his parents because, um, his, he talked about his dad having Alzheimer's and not remembering who he was. And we see his mom calling him all episode long. It says, call mom, call mom, call mom. And he never does. And at the very end of the episode, he goes to see his mom and she has Alzheimer's. And I'm thinking as the audience member is like, oh my God, um, he's been lying this whole time. It's his mom that has Alzheimer's. And that made it so much more painful to know for some reason. I don't know why, but like the fact that he was lying about which parent it was, like made it hit home harder to me. And then um, I felt like, he went through this horrible experience in this haunted house and that's what made him break through and be able to face his fear of his mom not knowing him. But then it turns out that that wasn't even real. I think that was just the software reading his fear of his mom getting Alzheimer's also because I think his dad really did have Alzheimer's. So he wasn't lying. It's just a fake out. Um, and you're still in the, in the program and then like he dies <laughs> because the program fried his brain. None of it really happened. It was all like a second and a half of him being plugged into this machinery. And then the whole thing just fell apart for me. I was like, what the fuck? Like all the themes don't work anymore. They don't fit. The, the emotional catharsis that I just got is now null and void. And I was really frustrated with the ending because if you cut off that ending, it, it's so much better. And like the idea that these people are going to play test games and dying is really hard to believe that this right. is continuing. And then to like happen. what, what happens now? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't know. I just don't like it. Period. I just don't yeah. like the episode. I, I just, do. I do like it. I do think it's a really good episode. I hate the the very end, but the whole rest of it was a real emotional journey. And I was I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I feel because we watched this a couple weeks ago and ended up pushing the recording mm -hmm. back. And at first, I was like, I think I hate this. But then the more I thought about it, the more I realized that the emotional catharsis that I got from it, even though the show negated it, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And it doesn't mean that there wasn't this moment of thinking to myself that maybe there is value in facing your fears in a synthetic way so that you can approach them in real life. I think that that is still a part of the episode, even if it was sort of obfuscated at the end. Yes, indeed. So how would you like rate it overall? I don't know. It's funny because we keep talking about ratings and I don't really have ratings for anyone because I thought my favorite was white bear but what what show what there was another episode that said that i re oh actually i told you that my favorite was white bear but i forgot that there's another episode that i really really love cool like because i've forgotten about it and it's not we we're nowhere near it okay so um i don't know if i can even rate these anymore because it's just like do i love it or do i hate it i mean yeah. it's a love it or hate it bump well, it or dump it if you had to give it a one to ten rating knowing that it means nothing besides yeah, my own know. curiosity what would you give it or maybe four, i don't know okay yeah i think i'd give this one like a seven which is mm -hmm. still pretty high because i think the parts i like 90 percent of this episode i thought was like brilliant and i was like along for the ride super into it did not like the way it ended but that doesn't negate the 90 percent. it just really knocks it down a few pegs so mm -hmm. so i think i land around a seven for this one all right one down 
<laughs> one down two to go okay next up shut up and dance one of the hardest hours of television to sit through that i've ever seen and again not because it was bad but because it was so challenging and um, andy watched this one with you yeah and she was like what the fuck are we watching yeah <laughs> So this one was a third episode of season three, written by Charlie Brooker and William Bridges, premiered on October 21st, 2016. I guess all of them premiered on that day. It all came out the same day, so I can stop saying that. Um, So from Wikipedia, the episode tells the story of a teenage boy who is blackmailed into committing bizarre and criminal acts by a mysterious hacker possessing a video of him masturbating. The boy is joined by a middle-aged man who the same hackers is blackmailing over infidelity. The episode is similar to previous Black Mirror episodes, particularly White Bear in its dark tone. Um, yeah, so what do you think about this episode? The hacker blackmail episode? Um, it's interesting because I've had... I've, I've seen this episode, I know this episode, and I've had a hacker like really? hack a password mm. and like say, I have video of you doing such and such, and if you don't give me such and such Bitcoin, I will release this video to the internet. You're like, I don't know any fucking Bitcoin. And also, like, I don't have any fucking videos of me masturbating, so yeah. fuck you. Like, you're never going to find it. So, like, <laughs> what? Um, but you can like, hack all you want. It's not there. It's not there. There ain't nothing there. Yeah. Um, but, like, and so I just ignored it. But, like, if, but in this case, every person that they were hacking they had they could replay that video and be like right. we saw this they, like, they have this is what we saw they showed the video to prove that they have it yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. like and it all happened from like downloading this thing he clicked an email thing didn't he probably i don't remember exactly i don't remember either but i feel like he clicked something in an email and then the hacker got in and then yeah. saw yeah yeah don't click email attachments people straight up yeah um but i felt like it was so interesting like it reminded me a lot of like mob mentality mm-hmm. um and like just basically all these people were so afraid of the shame that they were going to do whatever because it wasn't like well uh, well some of the sh- some of the shit that people did was illegal but like most of it was like shame if yeah. people hear about this it'll, this will ruin me so i'm going to do whatever you say right yeah, like the little kid, we find out at the end of the episode that this teenage boy was masturbating to child pornography, yeah. which was like such a bizarre turn for the episode to take. Yeah. Um, and then once again, and I, I, obvi- I don't feel this way about the third episode we're talking about today, but I feel the same way about this one, that this episode went too far again, where it broke mm-hmm. my suspension of disbelief. I no longer believed what was happening when the teenage boy is forced to fight to the death with another man that they're blackmailing yeah. at the end and he wins. Yeah. I'm like, he, what? Like what? Like, we, and what, we don't see what, the fight. Yeah. In what, in what, in what reality does a grown ass man get his ass kicked by a 13 year old? Right. Right. But also like what the, the, the video, like <laughs> what you said, like to the death, the video is like, so the hacker said, we will, you have to do all this stuff. That's really bad. And if you don't, we'll tell everybody your secret. Right. And then at the end, gave that little weird Joker face. And then told a secret anyway. Yeah. And then told it anyway. Right. So then it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter if you do all that stuff. We're still going to tell everybody that this is what you did. Yeah. So you went on like a Thelma and Louise trip with Braun from, from Game of Thrones, robbed a bank, killed a man for nothing. Yeah. And, and uh, Jerome Flynn is the guy who plays uh, the middle-aged man in this 
episode. I love okay, that actor. I don't, I don't know. I love that actor, and I was glad to see him, and he did a great job. But but the whole episode. Did you like walk the plank? I don't know. <laughs> the whole episode is so Damn tense. It, <laughs> the whole episode is so tense because these characters have like this gun pointed at the back of their head the whole time of yeah. this threat that they're running away from and doing increasingly dangerous and illegal things yep. to try to avoid having this stuff leak. And you like feel bad for these characters, but they also have done disgusting things. So but you don't, don't feel know, that bad. We, we don't really know what they've done. Like right. if it's just, like, we didn't know that the little boy was masturbating to porn, child porn. We just saw that yeah. he was masturbating. Until and the so end. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. So it just looked like he just had shame over the fact that he was masturbating at all. Right. So it was like, Oh, just let the little boy, a little fat fap in peace. Like let him, let yeah. him live his life. But then you realize at the end, like, Oh no, they wanted to, sh- they wanted to blow up his spot right like yeah oof. it's like you find out towards the end that these hackers are going after people who have done despicable things so it's like does the episode want you to empathize with the hackers but then the hackers made this 13 year old fight a grown man to the death and it's like really disturbing and disgusting so there's really no one to empathize with in this episode right it's just an exercise in fear an exercise in in building fear over over our digital lives um and like what you do with your digital life. And in that way, I think that this episode is valuable because it's a good idea to be afraid of being hacked. You know, like use um, password managers, use two-factor authentication. That's not authentica- authentication. I like authentication. Authentication. It feels better to say. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, all those things are really good to use and like it's good to be aware, but I don't need to be... I don't know if I need to be tortured by television this way, you know? Yeah. Although, I, again... And also, like, okay, so then the vi- the vigilantism, like, yeah, who is keeping yeah, the yeah. hackers accountable? Yeah. They hacked. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, yesterday, Twitter was hacked. Like, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Elon Musk, a whole bunch of, of big names were hacked in this Bitcoin scam. And a huge amount of Bitcoin was donated because these people all tweeted out the same thing. Hey, I'm trying to give back to my community. Donate for the next 45 minutes. Um, and it all goes to charity. And it's like, you know, Barack Obama tweets that out. A bunch of people donate. But it wasn't oh. him. It was a hacking. So, like, we live in that world now. Like, this isn't science fiction. And I, I think that's maybe why this episode, again, is, like, not my favorite because there's no space, there's no aliens, there's no artificial intelligence, there's no um, science fiction technology yeah. that, I, that Black Mirror does so well. And we're about to talk about maybe the best one um, with San Junipero, which... Uh, I so knew good. you would love. I knew I, you would love. I'm so glad that you recommended this because we were just going to talk about these two episodes and it was going to be a bummer, but now we have one yeah. to really gush over, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had really conflicted feelings about this episode because I, I felt tortured by it to the point of like i started my day out with that episode and it kind of it kind of like cast a pall over the day but with some time to think about it and let it settle i see the value of it and i see the brilliance of the production of it and the incredible um the, the acting the production value the fear the palpable fear that that ran like a thread through that whole episode the uncomfortableness Oof. they, you can they feel did it. a great job making this thing yeah. even though i don't like it and that's what i'm saying i think it was a good episode and yeah, i think yeah. the actors did their oh, job yeah like i think the actors everybody like i don't even remember there's there were so many people involved in this this string of of 
uh, 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 criminal activity from the hacker. Sorry, I was trying to figure out what it was, it was, a, was like. Miles just coughed right in your paws, and it was perfect. I hope the oh, listeners beautiful. can hear that one. <laughs> it's um, not me, I swear. It's my dog. <laughs> and like the, the black man on the motorcycle who like right, right. delivered the cake. Right. He had something happen to him too. I don't remember what it was at the end. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, is he the hacker at first? And he's like, no, no, no. He's someone else being manipulated. You never see the hackers. Never. Everyone's being manipulated. This whole string yep. of manipulation. And it's terrifying to think about because that type of shit is not that far off from the truth, except for like a 13 year old fighting a grown man to death and killing him. Like, that didn't make yeah, yeah, yeah. sense. I and like, it, they were able to get away from that bank robbery. Ugh, right, very, right. Very uh, yeah. See, the, that's the thing very about close. this one. It's like, I, I see the point that they're trying to make and I appreciate it. Same as the last episode, but but I feel like the instinct to try to surprise and reveal something at the end of these episodes, the instinct to do that, I think is is diminishing the overall experience a little bit for me in a lot of Black Mirror episodes. Like yeah. every once in a while they they nail it right on the head. I mean San Junipero, great example. Um Be Right Back, great example nosedive excellent episode 15 million merits still probably my absolute favorite although san junipero is right up there with it now but sometimes the twist at the end is what like ties a bow around the whole experience and makes it work um but more often than not for me in black mirror it's what kind of deflates the experience to where i walk away going huh instead of damn you know and i want to walk away going damn that was good yeah instead of like yeah. wait what I don't want that at the end. I want to be like, oh, wow. Not, wait, what? <laughs> oh, I love, I'm sorry, you want to do what? You only get one. You can listen to the podcast if you want to hear it again. <laughs> and you know I will. I appreciate that. No one else does. <laughs> That's not true. Thank you guys for, we've had, you know, I, I'm so thrilled that there's been people listening recently. It really means a lot to me. Email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. We want to talk about what you have to say. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank little, you so little, much. little viewership break. Yeah. I I get so much more feedback for all the rest of my content creation than I do for the podcast and it makes me self-conscious. Yeah. That's why I'm always ah. always bringing this up. And also like I really want to build community. That's really important to me. And if I don't feel like I'm building community, I I feel like I'm not providing what I should be because that's what this is all about, you know? Um like let's build community around loving science fiction and loving outer space and wanting to talk about it. That's my that's my goal. Um, and it will help my self-consciousness <laughs> to hear from people. Um, yeah. Cause I always, I, I take silence as me failing, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever left that review, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, he just made his day. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we rate this one and get into the good shit? Yeah, I think it was a very well done episode. I think the material was difficult, but that didn't make it... And I think the acting was splendid because I think that's another thing too. We didn't have a, a wide range of acting happening in the play test, hmm. but in Just this one, there screaming. was so much, yeah. right. This one, there's so much to dive in and unpack. And like, I, I put it at about a seven. Interesting. Yeah. I think this one for me is about a five where yeah. I feel like it's really well made. I have huge issues with a couple of the um, story points that don't make sense to me where my suspension of disbelief is broken and I'm left thinking, why did I watch this horrible thing? But it was super well made besides that. And it is making some good points about the, the state of our digital lives, which is terrifying in the modern day. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a middle of the road black mirror for me. 
It's much better than watching a prime minister fuck a pig, which is still by far the worst one. Um, but not by Straight much. Up. Not not much better, but definitely better. Gross. This show is a real mixed bag. I did not know what it I was is, getting into. And it continues <laughs> to go up and down the side. And like the, let, let's go into San Junipero because the, yes. the, the episode after San Junipero, I feel like you're going to have feelings on. Good feelings? Bad feelings? Feelings. Just emotions. Okay. You're going to have emotions. Oh my. Do we need to do more than one in the next one? <laughs> maybe, but it depends. It depends on your yeah. mood. Because maybe. I, I like this. This is great. I like those two episodes. I don't feel the need to talk about more than we've done, but I did feel the need to say what was said already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me see what, which one is after that. Hold on. Hold please. Do, 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 Season two. Season three. No, season three. I keep forgetting we are. Yeah, there's only two episodes left off. in season three. We're doing good. And now that we're like knocking out three in one day, we're really. Uh, oh, yeah. I have to remind myself of that last yeah. episode. I'm going to rewatch uh, it soon. But Men, I think, Men Against Fire is next. Yeah, that's going to be it. It's going to be a journey. Okay. It's going to be a journey. Well, we'll I think what we're going to keep doing is just like we'll watch them. Or I'll watch them if you don't want to rewatch, and then we'll figure out how many we're going to do, and then we'll just do it. So okay. keep watching, people. <laughs> okay, let's talk about San Junipero. One of the best hours of TV I've seen in a long ass time. Like, that's the thing about Black Mirror is that when it hits it, it hits it hard. Yeah. This episode rocks. Um, okay, so let's see the the description from Wikipedia. The episode is set in a beach resort town named San Junipero where the introverted Yorkie meets the more outgoing Kelly. The town is part of a... Well, and then we're getting into spoilers, but that's okay, because that's what we're here for. The town is part of a simulated reality the elderly can inhabit even after death. San Junipero was the first episode written for Series 3 of Black Mirror. Uh, Initial drafts were based on nostalgia therapy and designed as a 1980s period piece, which is... That's really interesting. Uh, Episode received universal critical acclaim, blah, blah, blah. So let's talk about this thing. You want to kick us off, Alexandria? So when I first said, is, is Black Mirror scary? I don't think I want to watch it. It seems really scary. Everyone told me to watch this episode first. Hmm. So I watched it out of order. I watched San Junipero first. And then I went into, and then I watched it in order. I went nice. by sequence. Oh, what a good one to start uh, with. It was a really good one. And I was like, because then it gives you like, and I didn't even think, Sci-fi wise, I watched it like love wise, right? Yeah, like it is a beautiful love story. Absolutely. Um, and it's and it's so sci-fi. So it is like incredibly sci-fi. Yes. Um, and so, uh, but I watched it because a lot of people that I were that I asked about it, which is like watch San Junipero, and I think it like when you say it was like critically acclaimed, like I think it got some major awards. It did, yeah. For sure. Um, hold on, I'm looking at San Junipero Black Mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got some really great awards here. So um, I think that for me, it started off, I, I, and I, re-watching it this time, I was like, oh, I see. I think I got a, a little confused in the beginning with like what it actually was. Because have you ever seen The Good Place? Only a couple episodes. Okay. Then I won't say anything. Okay. Um, but I did just watch Upload, which is like a reinterpretation of this exact story. 
Wait, you okay, have, you, I'll ha- check that out. you have to watch Upload. I want to talk to you about it. Doug watched it too. We should do a crossover. Okay, let's <laughs> Space see. Nerds crossover. Um, um, but I just thought it was a very beautiful episode. And for me, um, I don't even, I don't know about putting my consciousness into a server to live forever. Yeah. Um, there were, there were some different things about the show. Like, um, there's like the bad part of town where they realize that like, yeah, perfection is really not as fun. The and they quagmire, want to break the where they're, they're, they're so, they're like immortal beings basically who are looking yeah. to feel something by living extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're doing whatever they want to do to make sure that they can feel because like when you're alive, but testing out San Junipero, you can, um, you can like moderate your pain level. You can be like, right. I don't want to feel any pain. So then you're just there like having a good time. Um, yeah. and so basically a little, a small rundown of the show. There are these two women who are in the forefront. Um, and Yorkie, you said there's the quiet one. So she's white. So I'm going to say like, yeah. Yorkie's a white one. Yes. And then what was the other girl's name? Kelly. Kelly is a black girl. And Kelly is also like, I'm going to throw out this word and I don't, and I hope I'm not in getting trouble for it, but Kelly like presents as a like pansexual. Yeah. She is there for a good time. She loves everybody and there is no specific gender that she is going for. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's important because Yorkie meets Kelly and like falls in love. Like it is immediate. Yorkie is like, I have to have this girl. I need to see her. And like, and Yorkie is like super awkward. Like I just love, I love her. She's buttoned up cardigan, Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. 1980s nerd okay and and just can we do you mind if we like pepper in spoilers as we go through this because sure what i love about this is that we find out later that she has been quadriplegic since she was like 20 years old and the reason she's so awkward is that she hasn't walked since she was 20 and she's an old woman who's and and as we meet her we meet her as this young woman who's testing out san junipero we don't know that for a long ass time and we just see this young awkward girl and i'm like that's an alien that one is an alien i was sure i was sure i'm like i can spot an alien in a movie or tv show from a mile away that woman is an alien i I love that she plays bubble bobble because that is a great fucking game um yes but yeah but that awkwardness in her character is informed by what comes later and i just brilliant stuff like that all throughout this episode and like and when you say awkward we're talking like gangly a yeah. whole bunch of limbs the yeah. girl is like tall long arms thin spindly looking beautiful but also like very very mousy mm. kind of demeanor right yeah. um and so they're meeting in like an arcade that also has a dance floor and also has a bar i'm into it everything. that's like my type yeah, of place like, it's just kind of like everything it's like the, and, the unicorn um, slash narwhal on capitol hill one of my favorite places there it is. Yeah. I only know the unicorn. I don't know. Is Narwhal the same place? It's on. It's downstairs and there's a pinball bar. The Narwhal is the, is the downstairs? Yeah. And they I do, never knew that. I could do that whole thing, but unicorn. They do like drag shows and karaoke I've been nights. I went for my birthday. I oh, had cool. went for a drag brunch. It was great. Anyway, yeah. uh, a few years back. Oh, I but, miss going um, out. I miss pinball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Uh, I miss drag shows. I miss <laughs> tipping. I miss drinking and shots. Yeah. Um, so I can make shots here. So um, they, once she sees Kelly, she has like maybe a conversation with her and she's like enamored immediately. Yeah. Um, and then 
she tries to like almost like a hookup. I I feel like that happens not immediately, but a little bit later on. Yeah, well, to Kelly, where, like, Yorkie falls. Kelly wants to hook up, and Yorkie says no. But then, yeah. but then, like a week later, comes back to the same bar and and says, "I need you to make this easy for me," saying like, "I do want to hook up." Um, right. And the whole time, I'm like, "She's an alien. She's never been in a body before." Like that's what I'm thinking during this whole so thing in the beginning. And so they actually hook up. Yorkie falls in love. Kelly is like, "That was good. Okay, girl, bye." Yeah. And because also Kelly's like flirting and and like hooking up with other people right. throughout her. This is her stay in San Junipero. She's living the best life. Yeah, and she's still uh, alive. She's dying soon, so she just yeah. wants to go uh, live it up for a couple months before, as her cancer is killing her, and kind of yeah. escapism. With no yeah. plans to stay in San Junipero permanently, because when you die, right. you can choose to upload yourself or not. And yeah. Yorkie is testing it out, wanting to stay. And yep. and Kelly's had a husband who right. did, chose not to stay. Right. So she doesn't want to stay. It's not. It's not yeah. in the cards for her. It's not in the cards for her. And so, um, and so, so then Kel- uh, Yorkie goes and tries to find Kelly. Kelly Yorkie goes back to 1980, whatever it was, four or six. Yeah. And then realizes, like, she starts asking for about her, and people are like, oh, she likes to time jump. So then we uh, go into the 90s. So then we go into the early thousands. I have like, to say, I the, this moment is where the episode turns, because up until then, I'm just thinking, this girl's an alien. These two young women are meeting, falling in love. This is a great story. Where's the sci-fi? Where's this going? Yes. And then all of a yes. sudden, it's like, oh, well, did you try time jumping? Because she likes these other decades. And yep. it's like, oh, shit, what the fuck is happening? And it, you start yep. to realize that they're in virtual reality um, yep. because that it's very slowly revealed to you in the perfect way. Yeah. And then Yorkie starts to, like, find her own confidence and find herself. She changes up her look. She ditches the glasses. Like, mm. she's, <laughs> she's starting to, like... Different music know? video styles. Yeah. Yes. And, like, and like they're time jumping. Y'all have got... If you haven't seen this episode, you have to see it because there's no a- explanation that we can give that will explain the beauty of these time jumps. Yeah. The, the accuracy of the period <laughs> yeah. pieces. Like, like the, the 80s, like, Madonna to, like, 90s, like, Whitney, like... There's just so much accuracy and beautiful, like, beauty in it. And, like, so they're meeting up. She finally basically, like, corners her, and then they start this, like, relationship. And I I think at one point she ends up in the quagmire because someone said, have you checked the quagmire? So that's how we learn about the quagmire. But, like, I think at one point she even goes to the quagmire because that's how we get an explanation of what the quagmire is. Looking for... Because she's looking for Kelly. Looking for Kelly, And they're like, have you tried the quagmire? Because that's where people go when they want a little hit of a high and blah, blah, blah. Also, the quagmire is an entire, like, clusterfuck. Like, yeah. you definitely do not... Like, I had no... I was like, get me out! Wrap this up! Get out of quagmire. Um, and then, they actually meet and talk, and then they start going, like, where are you? Yeah. So then we're realizing that in you can life. converse... Like, in real life, yeah. I could be here in, in where I am. I was about to say, I was about to say where I am. I could be where I am, and Jesse is where he is, and I go, oh, where are you? And he drops his city. Yeah. And then they were, and then they were talking like, "Oh, I'm in this city," and they weren't too far from each other. And it was like, "I want, I want you to come visit." Yeah. And like, um, and then they came and like uh, got. I think Kelly went to go visit Yorkie, right. obviously because Yorkie can't move. Right. And and then in the room tried the San Junipero together. Yeah. Right. And then it was like they got five minutes. They got five minutes, and Yorkie was like, "Yo, let's get married." Yeah, like, and this whole plot was incredible because uh, uh, Yorkie has to marry someone so that her next of kin can authorize her being uploaded. 
because yep. her family is it sounds like you know super religious like, ag- yeah. against this whole thing and Yorkie wants to live in San Junipero she wants to move there yeah. when she, when her body dies and move her mind there um, so she has to get married. So she's going to marry Greg, which we later find out is just someone who works at the hospital who's going to yeah, marry her just to help her out. Oh, oh. I loved that. And then Kelly says, hey, why don't you just marry me? And then I'll, oh. I'll authorize this for you. And it's beautiful. Like she, yep. and, and then Kelly shows up. Kelly's and an old and, woman. Yes. And you meet at old, and beautiful, like yeah. old silver hair. Yeah. And then, she, and then she, he's like, I'm Greg. And Greg is the nurse and he's in yeah. scrub. Oh. And he's like... Ah! and then they meet and then like decide to get married but then kelly's like i'm not sold on san junipero i never said i was going to upload right at the end of my life and it was really sad and so there was like this moment of like of yorkie crossing over right where she becomes full-time uploading and i love it like you can tell that everything feels different to her that feels more real suddenly because her full mind is there instead of just like this augmented or like vr version um like the whole world is more tactile and she just loves being there it's like this like afterlife paradise you know beach city and then she turns around and that beep beep in the jeep (laughs) yeah like i'm here i I chose it yeah so kelly is like no i have to die a natural death because my husband chose to do that because our daughter died um years ago and like kelly had been with her husband for how many years like 70 years or something it was like 50 years 50 i don't know um but this like this huge relationship where the idea of not dying in the same way that her husband had was like just not an option for her. But then she meets and falls in love with this woman with Yorkie and says, what the hell? Why not? Why not upload my consciousness? I can leave any time and go on to oblivion anytime. You're not trapped there. Um, And then she makes the decision to go and be with Yorkie. And the episode ends on an uplifting note for the first time ever in black mirror history. We have a happy fucking ending, a happy ending. And they, she shows up and they both end up in these 1980s wedding dresses. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And then of course you have that these are two women. So then it's yeah. just like a, a greater love story behind that. And it's just like, yes, yes. And Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. it's, it won two primetime Emmy awards, one for outstanding television movie and outsta- outstanding writing for a limited series movie or dramatic special. Nice. It, and well deserved. Every, every award. This episode has so many false endings and like, you know, you know, like when you watch Lord of the Rings, Return of the King and you're like, oh shit, it's over. Oh, nope, not over. Okay. There's more. All right. Now it's over. No, no, no. Okay. There's this whole other scene. Oh my God. Are we seriously doing more? This episode's like, oh, please don't be over. Oh my God. Thank God. It's not over. I need more. Oh, please don't be over. Oh no. Oh my God. There's more. Okay. Now it's over. Oh wow, man. What a bummer. Of it. Oh my God. There's more. Oh my God. They're together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Now it's happy. It's, it's really, it's really an amazing viewing experience because I, I like this episode. I mean, when black mirror is good, it takes you on the perfect ride where it's like the writer knows exactly what information to give you when they know exactly how the audience is going to experience it. They, they get in your mind and they know what you're going to think is happening and then twist it a little bit and kind of like open your mind into this new reality of what's happening and then give you the emotional payout of, yeah. of learning the world all within like an hour. It's brilliant. It's masterful. Yeah. It's really incredible. 
And on Wikipedia, it says San Junipero was the first script produced for series three. Yeah. They're all like their own. They're all their own series. I mean, we're saying season. That's but like the all, British thing. They, every, yeah, everyone is yeah. standalone. All these episodes are standalones. Yeah. Um, written by Charlie Brooker as a conscious decision to change the series. The show right. previously focused on the technology's negative effects. This episode served as proof that uplifting Black Mirror episodes are possible. Yeah, and I want more. Like I, I hate that everything is. Like, it doesn't all have to be so fucking dystopian. You know, it doesn't all have to end with the worst thing imaginable happening that then kind of negates any positive message. Um, like, like there's a, there's a, my, it's just like my personal line, you know, because like 15 million merits has a really dark ending, but to me it works beautifully. And like that episode is perfect. Um, and this episode, I'm just, I just couldn't believe that they gave you the happy ending finally. And it was such an amazing payoff. Um, especially like this, we're in series three, We've seen, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is like the 10th episode or something like that, I want to say. Because there's three in series one. I think, is it four in series two? And then this is episode th- four of series three, right? Four. Four in season two. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three in season one. So we're at seven. So yeah, so, season oh, three, episode 11. Eight, right? Nine and 11, yes. Yeah, fourth episode of the third series. Okay, so yeah. eleven episodes. It took eleven episodes to get to a happy ending, but I think that that made this all the richer of an experience because I did not expect it. I really thought that this was going to end with your. The, the one of the false endings is Yorkie enjoying San Junipero life by herself. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, she just goes on to live here and and love this. Yeah, but then, like, beep beep. <laughs> Beep, and then beep, beep. And then Kelly's there, and it's like, oh, they're together, and we're getting this love story. And I am such a sucker for a good love story. You put sci-fi oh. and a love story together, and I am in. Like, I love that shit. Like, Doctor Who's a great example of, you know, River Song and the Doctor. You haven't, I know you haven't seen this, Alexandria, but they, it's like a time travel show, so they meet on, like, the last day of their relationship for her, but the first day of the relationship for him, and then ah, they experience like five years. They experience their relationship like in the wrong order, relative to each other. And it's really fucking cool. beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, and uh, this episode just built this relationship so perfectly and so beautifully. And the payoff is so wonderful. Like I, I don't have enough gushing that I could do about this rela- this this episode because it's perfect. Like this is a hands down ten out of ten episode for me. And I think I need to watch it again to know if I like it more or less than 15 Million Merits. Because those are both right now, like, kind of tied. Um, Yeah. I watched 15 Million Merits a couple of times, and I was like, I really marveled at it. And this one, I feel like I'm going to need to do the same thing. Because, oh, my God. So good. I would watch it again, especially for the as an actor, for the specificity Mm. of the time jumps. Like, I was just like, this is perfect. Like, this is a perfect (laughs) episode. Like, there is... And there's not much... I, I have critiques on this storyline i don't have any there i don't have critiques on anything the costuming the acting choices everything worked so cohesively when we found out who greg was like that payoff was lovely um like it was just it's a fantastic episode absolutely it's fantastic i want to talk a little bit about what well, do you give it a 10 out of 10 as well i do okay i want to talk a little bit about the technology in these episodes really in the in playtest and in this episode about how it would relate to our real lives so mm-hmm. if we had let's start with this vr augmented reality game um in playtest 
and obviously like we don't want horror games but like this whack-a-mole thing or if we could play like stardew valley or like animal crossing and have it look like you're actually there or be able to like play a game like that in your own home where you can you know have magical creatures running around you um that only you can see i'm into it you know like yes yes please you you could more win me with animal crossing than with any other game yeah like breath of the wild no thank you because i think in animal crossing the worst is there the worst areas is like wasps yeah and like you know what i mean like if i enter the game at the current level of experience that i have now wasps are no big deal the only thing that i would be fucking afraid of those scorpions are still i am still terrified of those yeah but like let's any real games aside like whatever this game is that's designed it's a peaceful fun game like yeah i mean i i truly though i feel like i would only the reason why i play animal crossing so much is because i love island in real life alexandria wants temperatures beaches and water Mm -hmm. and like if i could live in hawaii i would if i could live in the british virgin islands or the u.s virgin islands or any one of the beautiful islands in the caribbean i absolutely would yeah like I, I, I love it. It is gorgeous. It is wonderful. But then also there's just like in real life, there's a problem of gathering bells, how you get those bells to pay these bills. And like, <laughs> and if it's, if it's me, like putting on a VR headset and going, cause like you saw it at your birthday party, I put on a VR headset you were gone. and I fished yeah. for an hour and a half yeah. because fishing is fantastic and it is the most peaceful thing. So if I can do, I, it's really only islands that would get me. Like so, there will okay. be no other game. What if you could sit on your couch and then see water in front of you, and then have like a virtual fishing pole in your hands? So like your eyes are open, you're not in VR, you're just in your living room, but you are seeing yourself fishing while you're sitting on the couch. You're just sitting there chilling out on the couch fishing. What's in your VR floor? Are you into it? Maybe. I would want it to be so real. I would want it to be like, I don't want to see my couch. I don't want to see my fireplace. Yeah. I don't want to see anything. Like I, I want to there. I cannot, we're going to get to a, uh, an episode of black mirror where you're, you're going to, we're going to talk about this more. I would just okay. want you to remember. I can't even remember that. There the last time I said, remember this conversation. Yeah. Because you're going to want to, you're, we are going to talk about it, but unfortunately I will spoil it. It's in season five. Okay. So like we're gonna have to work our way up there, but yeah, they're short though. We'll get there. Um, oh yeah. I actually really like doing multiple episodes in one. I think this is great. So maybe we'll get there a yeah. little sooner because if the episode is yeah. too dark, I don't. It's like this is not the time to be sitting in that darkness. Nope. You're but, okay. Right. So I'm thinking about like what I would like and like the whole idea of you know. Okay, I love platforming games. So what if I could hold a controller in my hand and then see a little character running across my desk that I'm controlling? with a controller and like jumping over my desk and my keyboard and running around and platforming in my real space. I'm super into that. You know, I think that'd be so cool. The idea of having like a Tamagotchi like pet that only I could see that was like some sort of flying alien creature that I could design that I would see that no one else would. I think, I think like the possibilities there are really fantastic, but the thing that is scary is kind of what this episode is pointing out is that, you're letting someone hack your brain, you know? And like, what if the software crashes or like, what, what are the dangers there? Like our brains are electrical machines. And if you interrupt that electricity and, and force something else in there, what are the consequences or potential consequences? 
Like nobody knows brains. Right. Doctors don't actually truly know brains. If they did, they would have fixed me a while ago. <laughs> they would have fixed everybody and they would be able to say, oh, this is your brain. And they would probably be closer to AI and they'd probably be closer to this and closer to that. Like the brain is so untapped. Like if you can't, you can't fuck with it while someone's alive. Yeah. Only so far. There's, there's certain things you can do, but like, you know, like I still am, uh, I am bewildered by those surgeries that happen while the person's still awake. Yeah. You know? Oh, but yeah, like, for sure. With like, do you feel this? <laughs> right. Or like sing while you do this so I can make sure that we're not tapping the wrong part of your brain. I know. Terrifying. Yeah. Nobody knows brains. So will I be getting an implant? Nah. You want to <laughs> send me a, a pair of goggles where I put the goggles on and then my living room becomes a beautiful island? Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about um, San Junipero, this idea of digitizing your consciousness to upload it into a virtual space, which is the premise yeah. of the show Upload, which is why you have to watch it. And it's really fun. Okay. Um, and it's a comedy. It's made by the people who made, some of the people who made The Office. Um, oh, who also made The Good Place. I think you're going to like it. So Michael Schur. Yeah, Michael Schur, I think, is that? Or no, I think Greg Daniels made um, Upload. But Michael Schur made... And Greg Daniels, I think, did The Good Place together. And then right, Michael Schur made and The, the Office, Office. And they, Park and Rec. Yeah, they were both on both of those, I think. So Okay, great. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, um, I, I have my thoughts on this have evolved since I was younger because as a kid, I would always think that like there is this allure to the digital space where you can control it and control your life to a degree that is unnatural and I think maybe detrimental, where when mm -hmm. you have this much control, um, turn your pain up and down, design your own avatar, like live your own fantasy life. I think that it becomes harder to connect with reality and harder to deal with reality. And I think that that's really dangerous. And also like living in a fantasy world where nothing is real, like Star Trek generations that we just talked about on the podcast recently. Um, if you live in a fantasy land and nothing is real, it stops feeling real. Like that's why people go to the quagmire to try to do something that feels real Yeah, because they need to like, go extreme because their life has become so bland. So yeah. all of that makes it sound really bad to me. Um, but on the other side of that, the reason this is evolving for me is that like, I have had a lot of health problems and mm -hmm. I am now walking with a cane and having a hard time getting around because I'm having this, I have this like still undiagnosed neurological issue that we haven't been able to figure out. Although I have some new leads and new doctors and I'm still very hopeful and, um, and even, you know, and still like, living a full productive life in quarantine over here, making a lot of content. Um, yeah. But I do like look at this woman who is a quadriplegic in this story who hasn't been able to walk since she was 20, experiencing learning to dance, you know, and like, and like throwing her full heart into living in San Junipero. Yeah. Because she wants the life that she wasn't able to have while she was alive and yeah. that is beautiful. And yeah. I loved every second of that story. And yeah. thinking about like not having to deal with my own body's problems or like being able to take a break from it at the very least is very, very appealing. And I, right. I do struggle with blurring the... Oh, Miles' coughs sound real gross sometimes. I do struggle like blurring the lines between my video game life and my real life where sometimes I'll lose entire days in Animal Crossing or Dead Cells or Mario Maker or whatever I'm playing. Um, but those are generally the days where I'm not feeling well enough to do much of anything else. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I recognize the value of that and the danger of that, the pull of that, like the sort of addictive nature of that, where it can be hard to, it can be hard to deal with life when you have this escape. But on the reverse of that, sometimes life is so bad you need an escape, so you have to have it. So there's like a weird balance here where I don't know exactly where I stand. I used to be sort of anti, but now I'm kind of leaning towards yes in moderation as far as like if I were to be able to upload my consciousness into some sort of VR, I think that I would at least want to try it. What about you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that that is something that I would necessarily want to do only because I don't know if I see a lot of the positives. I have questions. Like I love what you said and I feel like that would be lovely to be able to ensure that you have a good time, but like also you face potential heartbreak meeting yeah. somebody like Kelly and you're like, ah, I'm falling in love. And she's like, bitch, I am not staying here. Yeah. But also like maybe to be able to vacation there, but like a fully living there after I, I don't feel, I don't feel like the internet is a great place. <laughs> no. Do you know not. what I mean? Absolutely. And so I also, my questions are like, how do you get so many people on the same page about where they want to be? Yeah. There's probably different options. You well, know what I mean? You got to watch upload because that's exactly what it's about. There's like different places okay. you can upload to and it all costs different things. And um, yeah. And as far as like, I mean, I guess this is two questions. One is like, would you want to even try this thing out? And two is like, would you consider uploading your consciousness permanently? So how about one? Would you just want to try it out if there was an option to go into like a full VR world where you were a digital being in a digital world where everything looked and felt real? Are you interested in that? Maybe. Yeah. And the answer number two is no. Yeah. Well, for me, it, it really depends on who I'm with. So yeah. as Dave Matthews once said, turns out not, not where, but who you're with that really matters. That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Matthews. Um, and I think that's so true. And this episode illustrates that, that uploading is not something that Kelly wants to do until yeah. she meets, um, I forgot her name already, Yorkie. So, Yorkie. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter if they do it forever. They're doing it for now. Like they're living in the moment yeah. day to day. And that's what I'm saying. Like as a, as a, as a vacation, as a, like, like they said, they only give you five minutes a day or they give you till midnight and then it resets. So right. then it's like, great. If I can log in at 7 PM and party for five hours and then get out and get back into the real world. Okay. No STDs. Uh, but uh, hello. And that's literally what I'm doing here with this animal crossing game. And I, I, like you, I play a lot, but I don't lose as much time because I have the, um, the, the city, uh, city, the island bell toll. I take note of how many times I've heard the bell chime. You know <laughs> what I mean? So when I'm like, oh shit, we've been playing. I, I woke up at 11. I started playing the game and it goes bong, 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 bong. And it's for actually like, that's not what it is. I don't know if you know Steven Universe, but I made oh, my yeah. island. <gasps> I made my island tune the diamond thing. Which one's that? That's awesome. Like, Mine is the I Deep made, Space Nine theme song. Yeah. So like I hear the diamond. And I'm like, okay, girl, we've heard four diamond themes. It is now four. What is it? Four plus 11 is 15. It's 3 p.m. We need to get up and eat or we need to get up and do something. Yeah. So like I do pay attention there. And so I feel like if I had a time limit, then cool. But it could be addicting to be like, wow, things are actually really great here. And the world is really bad. But then I, I literally think about the Internet is if it's the Internet as we know it now. No, 
Yeah. I don't, I will not go. I will not vacation there. I can go on Twitter and see the flaming dumpster fire and then log off. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a 1990s and I'm allowed to be there because I was, I was only two, like two through what nine in the 1990s. So like if I'm allowed to be there and I'm actual 32 year old Alexandria in the 1990s and we had a club and we turn it up. Yes. I will do that for five hours and I will have me a drink and I will twerk on the dance floor and I will take my ass home. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I, I absolutely want to do that, but not for eternity. Like the idea of yeah. being stuck in one thing that doesn't change for yeah. eternity is a nightmare to me, even if it and is what do you think a that, like, paradise. What do you think that like now in this pandemic, how much easier it would be for us to be like, okay, y'all, y'all we can go into the internet where there, where this thing does not exist. And then we can get our clubbing. We can get our hangout on. Mm. It's, a re- it's a reason oh, why I liked animal so crossing good. so much. Yeah. Because when you got it, you were like, I'm coming over to the Island. And then we hung out and it's like, yeah. we're hanging out. Sure. We were talking on the phone, but like you were over my Island. I went over your Island. It's like, we have friends over. It's yes. fun again. And Life it is feels good. Out. Like it yeah. feels better than talking on the phone like, yeah. When you go to someone's island in Animal Crossing and your avatars are together in real time, yeah. it feels different than like a virtual hangout. It's like a yeah. another level of virtual hangout. And the yeah, idea of being able to go like, like if we could here. both be in VR together, like seeing each other's avatars, hearing each other talking, hanging out, that would be incredible. Like oh my god, that I we absolutely to, want. We have to get through these seasons. We have to get through these seasons. Yeah. Well, that already to... exists. Like that, that's just expensive. You know, there's like something called yeah, VR like... chat where you can like go into a VR world and like build an avatar and hang out and talk to people. But it's like I just gave them the, I don't need it. I don't oh, need yeah. it. It's it seems terrifying to me. It's like this crazy world. But like I don't know. I mean, there's like I don't know. I I do hope that this idea of being able to upload your consciousness um, or experience VR in a way that feels more real than it does now. I think that's happening right now. Like what I found a space news for another episode talking about stuff, like building ways to feel what's happening in VR on your body. Oh yeah. We talked about it. Well, we, we talked about, about like it. the, yeah, there's like and new the stuff, that, uh, oh. other new stuff for a, a future one. You can put on a new skin. It was yeah. So yeah. Weird. The haptic feedback thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so people are like actively working on that, and I mean, or there's like the idea of the holodeck from Star Trek, where you walk into a room and everything projects, and you can go anywhere, be anyone. Like the yeah. the possibilities there are endless and thrilling. And as a gamer, like that's the next level, and I'm super into it and totally want to try it out. But I don't want people hacking my brain. I don't want to. I don't want to live an unnatural life. Like the idea of my life ending naturally and then being extended unnaturally i i'm Mm -hmm. pretty uncomfortable with that idea but like if i were to be like hit by a car tomorrow and could upload my consciousness i'd want to you know yeah like so that i could it so i could continue making this podcast and yeah you know episode four of mercury rising um but i don't want to do that for all eternity so i feel like a lifespan and aging is so quintessential to the human experience that if you take that away you run into some problems of like of life losing its meaning i think like this i really think that you should finish the good place okay oh i might give another shot just bear with it keep going okay i I gotta start over because it's been years i'll I'll check it out if you watch upload 
I think it's all net, all on Netflix too. Like just okay. binge it. Yeah. And well, we need a new show because we finished our our rewatch of Frasier. We watched all eleven okay. seasons of Frasier in like two months. Oof. It was wonderful. This one probably won't take you that long. Probably take you like a month and a half, maybe. Well, it's no Frasier. I hope you do it because I really, I really, I, I want to hear your thoughts. I hear that it gets really good. I think it is really, really good television. Awesome. Well, speaking of really good television, San Junipero is right up there for really that, good among the best things I've ever seen. And I'm yeah. so glad I watched it. It really just like lifted my spirit today. And I needed yeah. it. And it was wonderful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I knew you would enjoy it, but I was like, because it's everything. It's sci-fi. It's love. Yeah. It's, it's, it's server uploading. Like yeah. it's all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so glad. Yay. Yay. So the next one is Men Against Fire. And we'll decide if that's a, a multiple episode show. Yeah. And there's a good chance we'll watch another which is the next one after that is hated in the nation so we'll see um i like this though i feel like Hold on, wait, what's, and what season what's the next seasons and then and then we're into season four which the first episode is oh uss, USS Callister, Callister, which is the reason i started watching black mirror because i'm like they did a star trek ripoff i gotta see this yes i'm so excited for that oh my god that's in three episodes we're so close yep so it's up to you if you want to just knock out Men Against Fire and, and Most Hated. Is it Most Hated in the Nation? Yeah, I think we'll have to watch them first and see, but then we'll Hated just, the, uh, the, the space nerds will know what we did when we post the episode. You're right. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was so great, Alexandria. I really, really missed podcasting with you. I was worried it would never happen again, and it's a relief to see your face. I'm glad that I could get face. a mental head. I'm, I... Honestly, y'all, if I'm just being honest, I cannot guarantee that it'll happen as frequently because my yeah, that's okay. My mental is jacked. Yeah, but I'm working on it, and like there are good days. And this was like I was like I'm actually it was last week that I was like, hey, I'm in a good streak. We should probably record like now before yeah. everything tanks. Yeah. So and no pressure. I mean, we'll do these when we do them. Um, yeah, and that's great. So. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this the last several episodes in a row, but we're, our release schedule is really up in the air right now because the world is just crazy mm. and getting people's lives to line up the way they were before is, is tough, even though we're all in quarantine. But I'm just like pumping out the content right now. So you can check out my YouTube channel, um, both of my YouTube channels. Yes. Yeah. Um, making all sorts of stuff. I now have, like I was saying before, just a purely sci-fi channel and then a purely gaming channel doing this podcast um i'm working on another podcast called major pain where i'm interviewing people who live with chronic health conditions like myself and that's been really cathartic i'm trying to get that off the ground um that's coming soon as well so all sorts of stuff happening here i'm keeping busy trying to keep you all entertained and try and to i'm playing animal crossing but you can follow my animal crossing page if you feel so inclined you absolutely should it's adorable it's called nice knolls n-i-c-e k-n-o-l-l-s underscore a-c-n-h yes if y'all if y'all feel like it i like it i was your first follower you were yeah well you know i'm always here for you whatever you need um you're my friend first and my co-host second so thank you um but i really appreciate you taking the time today it's lovely to get some black mirror on the books i'm so happy yes yes 
All right. Thank you for listening, space nerds out there. Thank you, Alexandra, for being here. Until next time, stay nerdy out there. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash spacenerdspodcast. If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!